Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Title game weekend. The final four. Two games that me and my pals are just about to spoil for you. Will either of these championship games join the ranks of the best ever? And when I say best title game ever, I mean the 81 NFC Championship featuring the catch. And I mean Sherman v. Crabtree. And Primetime v. Playmaker. And the Drive v. Cleveland. And Favre against his own better judgment. The stakes couldn't be higher. Sure, winning the Lombardi is essential. But the Super Bowl is a corporate event at a neutral site. This weekend is where it's at. Because whether the analytics people like it or not, legacies are about to be determined. Go ask Warren Moon if he'd trade his QB rating for Trent Dilfer's Lombardi. Better yet, ask Dan Marino whose career he'd prefer. His or Eli Manning's. You know who I think about when our QB wins a stat debate starts back up every single postseason? Danny White. Now, you may not know who that is, but Kevin Hench and I certainly do. Nothing tougher than taking over for a legend, but this side of Mr. Furley taking over for Mr. Roper, the Cowboys backup QB slash punter turn starter did about as well as you could ever hope to do. In the three seasons immediately after the legend Roger Staubach retired, White took Dallas to three straight road title games. Could have been a Hall of Famer. Instead, he's mostly forgotten. Why? Because he didn't win any of those title games. To ring or not to ring? That is the question, and it always will be where pro football is concerned. Those are the stakes. Let's get to the combatants this year in the AFC. Chiefs, Ravens, 45 and a chance of rain. First football-based title game in Charm City since January of 71. Yeah, 1971. So it's been a while. It's also been a while since John Harbaugh arrived in Baltimore. 16 seasons ago, to be exact. 12-9 and nine lifetime in the postseason. 1-4 against Andy Reid's Chiefs. But it's the Ravens' MVP to BQB upon whom the pressure, pressure now really falls. 2-3 and three in the postseason. The most memorable loss from which was to the Titans back in 2019 when Jeffrey Simmons and company trucked those 14-2 and two birds. Meantime, these Chiefs played nothing but home playoff games over the last half decade. Now, though, with their pass catcher season-long grift pretending they didn't know how to catch over, the defending champs emerge as a fearsome, mythical admonishment of the perils of closing the book on legends too soon. The biggest injury to watch as we go into this one, Joe Tooney on that O-line for the Chiefs. Baltimore laying three and a half. Total, 44 and a half. I say the birdies get it. 24 to 19. Hench, how are you? How say you? Well, listen, you know, one of the things, great, great intro, by the way, maybe your best ever. You're rising to the occasion (laughs) as the games get more important. And the one thing we know about Sheck is he's always going to be where the conversation is. And people are talking about Danny White this week. I mean, let's <laughs> face it. A lot of Danny White chatter out there. But seriously. For it a makes second. a point, doesn't it? Right? Danny White. It's so crazy that you mentioned Danny White because I was just doing one of my crazy NFL quizzes that I send you guys every once in a while. And it's Cowboys all-time passing leaders. Danny White 
threw for 741 fewer yards than Roger Staubach in his career for the Cowboys. Hmm. Wow. I would have thought there was a 10,000 yard gap between those two guys. And Danny White literally was the Cowboys starting quarterback for as long as Staubach was the quarterback. But we don't even remember him as the quarterback of the Cowboys. Why? Your point exactly. Because he didn't win the big games. He didn't, you know, go toe to toe with Bradshaw like Roger Dodger did. Also, imagine, just imagine uh, third and two. Jared Goff misses Amon Ross St. Brown to bring up fourth down. And then Goff just drops back and rips a 57-yard punt. I mean, Danny White was incredible. He was their punter. Like, and that would be such a weapon, too. Like, if you could, uh, you know, if you could line up on on fourth and three and, and you know, literally have your your – your quarterback quick kick it 60 yards over the D anyway. It was uh, weird back then, Eddie Spaghetti. And for any kid out there who's a self-proclaimed football fan who doesn't know what happened back in the early days of the Super Bowl era. But yeah, third and seven, Danny White tries to throw it to Drew Pierce and incomplete. Fourth and seven, Danny White back to punt. It was super weird to watch. And if he would have beaten any of those teams in those NFC title games, as I say, the wild card Raiders and NOLA, they would have won that game. Up in Detroit, the Cincinnati Bengals, Ken Anderson, they would have won that game. And after they survive RFK, they would have gone on to play the Dolphins against David Woodley. They would have won that game. Win any of those, Danny White is a legend for all of time in Big D and in Football America. Hench, to the matter at hand, who do you have? All right, well... It's so funny, you know, we we argue about Julian Edelman being a Hall of Famer and you're wrong because he is a Hall of Famer. And the I pro- said he is a Hall of Famer. You said he is? Yes. How many All times right. do we have to go over this? Well, then you're right. Um, you. And my point is when you know you're going to the playoffs, the only games that matter are the playoffs. So, you know, Sal always wants to invoke Edelman's regular season numbers and it's like, yeah, that those weren't the games that mattered to the Patriots. You know, Pats knew they were going to the playoffs. So once the rest of the AFC West just surrendered in September, like we thought the AFC West was going to be really competitive this year, <laughs> that, 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 that the rest of those teams would close the gap on the Chiefs. The Chiefs were just kind of treading water, but the rest of the division just capitulated immediately. It was it was really horrible. And so the Chiefs knew they were in the playoffs. And so they knew they know which games matter. And watching that the domination of the Dolphins really physically took them apart in the bitter cold. And then going up to, to Buffalo and playing a near perfect game, except for giving the ball to a Smurf inside the two yard line. When you have a battering ram at running back, like, wow, wow. The fact that they could have lost the game on that play call anyway, but they didn't. And so they're in the AFC championship game. And I, I just, it's so funny when you look at spreads and you're like three, I'm leaning Ravens three and a half. That's crazy. I'm taking Mm. the chase. I well, especially when you talk Butker v. Tucker and how good they've both been in the postseason. Or Tucker actually is a regular season hero. He hasn't had that special playoff moment for him. But obviously, they're both difference makers in most games they play. And that field goal is significant. It does feel that way that that hook added at the back end could come into play here. So I'm taking the points, uh, but I do think 
the MVP and the Ravens get it. I'm actually saying 24, Mm. 23 Ravens. Uh, You know, that defense is elite. Chiefs defense, pretty good. Very much improved, but but the Ravens defense is elite. And I think when you, you know, it won't be what they did to Brock Purdy in that in the five interception game. But I, I think, you know, you will see them uh, contain Mahomes. He won't have his way with them the way the way he did with the Bills. Uh, and so I like I like Lamar to, to get his uh, the moment that Danny White did not get a trip to the Super Bowl. Well, you know, you you touched on the Miko Hardman fumble there. And, you know, everybody, the empaths, the digital empaths who have to say blank deserves better. In this case, Josh Allen deserves better. Imagine if the Chiefs would have lost that game basically by virtue of that Hardman fumble. Then then who would we be feeling sad for? This is how the cookie crumbles. It's an imperfect thing. But those those single plays as the tuck rule, I don't have to tell Kevin Hench, remind you. That goes differently. The entire Patriots dynasty versus the Raiders would-be dynasty perhaps plays out differently. That's what happens in the playoffs. Stop trying to steal these moments from us analytics people. Well, the the idea that the Chiefs very much could have lost on the same play that they beat the Browns on several playoffs ago. Oh, right. Um, Just brings up again, can we get rid of this rule? This idea that you fumble on the one inch line and the other team gets the ball, whether they touch it or not, is so insane. Imagine imagine people in Missouri pouring over that video like I still don't think Hardman was uh, that ball was out before his knee hit either way. Eddie Spaghetti, how say you here? Well, uh, if I was uh, running the Chiefs offense, I would have had Pacheco run the ball, which is why uh, easy player prop for him to score is plus 105. He scored in both their playoff games so far this year. People say Patrick Mahomes has not gotten the help. Well, he's gotten the help in the form of a seventh round running back and Isaiah Pacheco because this is a different team. I am such an idiot for picking against the Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. Like no matter how good Josh Allen is, the Chiefs just have their number. Mahomes, every single season he's been in this game, like he just feels comfortable here. We should be appreciating the greatness in the preseason. I did have him in this game. I had him in a uh, a Super Bowl rematch versus the Eagles. And it looks like, in my opinion, they're going to get back there. I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning 23-20 over the Baltimore. Ravens and why the Ravens slash Lamar Jackson, they're three and 14 against playoff teams or teams that have a above a 500 record. When that team scores 23 points or more, Lamar himself is 0 and three in the playoffs. When the Ravens defense gives up more than 13 points, I think that'll happen. Plus this is Lamar Jackson's first AFC title game. His only wins in the playoffs. We just saw it versus the Texans. Then he had a win versus the Titans. So this is kind of new territory for Lamar. I understand he's the NFL MVP, but when it comes to playoffs, there's only one guy I trust, and that's number 15 in the red and yellow. I think you're right. You know, in a lot of ways there, it's hard for me to push back too hard, I should say. I am on the Ravens here, but I talk all the time about the AFC superhero quarterbacks and the essential item on your roster is having one of those if you want to go to the Super Bowl. In the AFC, it does kind of feel all of a sudden like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, he's Thanos. He is inevitable. Even if you're Lamar Jackson with his Dr. Strange powers, it's going to be real tough to work your way around 15. He is an inconvenient truth standing in the way alongside Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and maybe now Jason Kelsey jumping out of windows. Who knows? The ruggedly handsome aggregate of our picks, Brady Lemieux, likes the 
uh, I'm sorry, he likes the Ravens here by only a point very close to what Kevin Hench has to say. He sees this one going barely under the total, now standing at 44 and a half. Again, Brady Lemieux says Ravens win by a single digit here. I hear your noise. I think the big difference here is the drafting. If you're the Bills right now, how do you keep Josh Allen's era relevant? draft as well as the Chiefs have and build up that defense. I'm sorry, Hench, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it. you know, what these playoffs have kind of reminded us, and we lost track with the, you know, the Lamar, Purdy, Dak, MVP conversation down the stretch, like where it was like it was Purdy's, and then it was Dak's, and then Lamar just separated from the field and, and as obviously the MVP. But during this whole thing, and with Tua leading the league in passing yards and just Josh Allen having another monster statistical season, like everyone kind of forgot every single one of us would take Mahomes number one. Like no, nobody, there's no debate about who the, who's number one. And so it is weird that I believe as we move to the NFC, I believe all of us would agree that the underdog in both these games has the better quarterback. And and I don't think that's ever happened before. I think you are absolutely right. Very quickly, though, as you're living life in the rearview mirror there with the tail end of the regular season, let me show everybody where we stand. I reclaim my lead. I lead Hench and Spaghetti by two games here. It's all settled hash though. Brady Lemieux blew us all out of the water there. He's run away with this one. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But before you answer, two words, Caesar's rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.com org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7100. 17 New York call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. So let's get to Lions, Niners. The curse is supposed to looms large here. And as Hench says, it's weirdly on Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, and on Lamar Jackson, who's going against the soon-to-be collectively accepted goat of all goats and Andy Reid and the reigning champions. It's supposed to be sunny and mild in Santa Clara, California. But like I say, the curse is supposed to is weirdly casting its shadow over Brock Purdy. If you're not familiar, the curse is supposed to is the added pressure of being expected to win. And somehow it's not on the former first overall pick, Jared Goff, but on Purdy. Same goes, I think, for Football America's rooting interest. Seems like everybody now loves Dan Campbell's kneecap biting and St. Brown's blue hair, but it's OC Ben Johnson who's provided the secret ingredient a progressive, aggressive attack. Enjoy it now, Motor City. Not to be a bummer. He'll be a head coach somewhere else in a couple of weeks or maybe even three minutes after this game ends. On the other side of things, it's Johnson's old pal, Kyle Shanahan. Seven and three in the playoffs lifetime. And the gold standard for turning mediocre QBs good and good QBs into MVPs. He's done it all except win it all. Debo Samuel's health looms largest here in terms of the injury report. Niners laying seven at the time of this recording. Total 51 and a half, ticking up ever so slightly. I say this is a coronation for San Francisco. 31 to 20. Hench, how say you? You know, it's funny. At the beginning of the season, I said that Jared Goff would have a better year than Lamar Jackson. All right. He did. Yeah. And and uh any and I, I wouldn't go so far as to say he did. But he did pass for a thousand more yards than Lamar, and he did throw six more touchdowns than Lamar. So if you it's close, of, right? If you, if you take away the intangibles that you know Lamar is unstoppable in certain situations, uh, Goff had an incredible year. You know, thirty TDs, uh, second in the league in passing yards, and that offense. You know, that the Ben Johnson offense with all those weapons is clicking. You know, it's crazy because. Dan Campbell has, uh, you know, th- this the personality of this team. They're they run the ball well, but they're they're not really like a physical low scoring team. Like they're they're very very much. I mean, they can run the ball, but they're skill players. Through what they present to you with Saint and Williams and Reynolds and Laporta and Gibbs is like you're going to have a bad matchup out there. Like somebody's going to get open and Goff has been finding them more often than not. Uh, 
I was listening to a guy, I wish I could attribute it, but I couldn't remember in the in the sea of analysis prior to the Packers-Niners game who had to make the argument for why the Packers would win that game. And he was talking about how susceptible, oddly, the Niners are to the outside run, that, that, that outside the tackles, for some reason, you would think Greenlaw and Warner flying sideline to sideline, they wouldn't be susceptible at all to uh, to the yards per carry on the edge, off the edge, but they were like 30th in the league. And so, you know, Montgomery obviously runs it up the gut. Gibbs is looking more and more like the heir apparent to Christian McCaffrey. Like the way he runs, it's mm. like he's not a scat back. Like that guy breaks tackles and then hits the gas and is gone. And so I, I don't think Brock Purdy especially if Debo can't go pulls away from this, this Jared Goff Lions offense. I like the Lions to keep it close. Niners 30 Lions 27 comes down to the wire. Name drop. I spoke with one Chris long about this game and he made the same point. You did that Lions 21st century run attack is going to be a handful for the Niners defense, which is a weird thing to hear. To me, it's the line of scrimmage, the Lions offensive line against the Niners defensive line that determines the outcome of this one. But Eddie Spaghetti, what do you think the result is here? I have the 49ers winning 30 to 22. I think Detroit will get a late score to make it a little bit closer, but I really do think the Niners will be in control this entire game. Um, really, the, the difference is just that awful secondary that Detroit has. They're just prone to giving up big plays here. And before anyone says, well, what about, you know, no Debo Samuel? Yeah, I love Debo Samuel, one of the most versatile guys in the league. But you actually be shocked that Brock Purdy still ranks number one in yards per attempt, touchdown percentage, first downs and a bunch of other uh, categories without Debo Samuel in the lineup. And I think a problem for Jared Goff, uh, and these are some great stats that Warren Sharp put out, go check out his Twitter thread on this, but uh, Jared Goff targets the middle of the field uh, and he's the best in the league at that. But it just so happens that the 49ers defense is also the best at covering those portions of the field. So I just think it'll be an easier game for Brock Purdy, even without Debo. There's just too many weapons there. I do think you want to target a player prop and then get some plus money on this one. Brandon Ayuk over five and a half receptions, plus 118. Even there's no Debo, Debo, IU, Kittle, CMC, all the other guys they have there. Um, it's just still too much. And I trust in Brock Purdy. Go listen to what any former quarterback says. You know, this guy was in the MVP, uh, MVP race for a reason. And former quarterbacks just say he's just so good at moving in the pocket and he goes through his progression so quickly. And I do tend to trust what those guys say. I do think Brock Purdy is more than just a system quarterback. I do think he'll get him there two straight years. He's got this team uh, to the title game there. So I was right, kind of in a sense, of the Chiefs rematch in a Super Bowl but just not the Eagles. It'll be that one from a couple years back with the 49ers. So those are my, uh, my picks there. <laughs> so basically you were right. In other words, I was right. Now, I'll, I'll say this about Brock Purdy. The, the, the paradox of him is that if he were on, let's say the Carolina Panthers, he would surely be one of the 10 worst quarterbacks in the league. But in that system, in that spot, he is perfect. So there you have it. Brady Lemieux likes the Niners. Up to seven, a little bit more, but not as much as seven and a half. So watch it there. And now let's go one further here. We only had two games to pick here. I want to give out a Shecky Award. But before we do that, let's pick our Super Bowl winner. I'll start us off. I'm sticking with what I said before these playoffs. I said it about midway through the season. 
Niners over Ravens. I told you when these playoffs started, you could get that exact the Niners over Baltimore at six to one. I've got the Niners winning it all at plus 145. Hench, how say you? Uh, I've got the Ravens. It was plus 190, I think, last I saw. Yeah. Obviously, the reason you get better return on that is they they Vegas sees them as having a, a tougher time getting to the Super Bowl, obviously, against the Chiefs as opposed to the Lions. Um, you know, I don't if we do get a chalk weekend and a, and a, a rematch Ravens Niners, it, it won't be the annihilation that we, that we saw earlier this year. But I think the Ravens defense is uh, is actually better than the Niners defense. Niners defense didn't look great against the Packers. Imagine if that had been a dry track. I mean, come on. They they were they were, you know, they looked lost at times in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept waiting for Chase Young's name to get called. Maybe there's a reason the, the commanders uh, happily showed him the door. All fair points that make me doubt my own picks, but I'm sticking with them. It's too late. Eddie Spaghetti, your Super Bowl champion. Yeah, even though I just said that the uh, the playoffs are really owned by Patrick Mahomes, I am picking the uh, 49ers to defeat the Chiefs uh, mm-hmm. in the rematch. Um, you know, we jotted this down in our rundown at plus 145. 49ers to win right now at Caesars sits at plus 135. Um, and I do think this is kind of the redemption story in a way of Brock Purdy losing out of the MVP for that awful performance uh, versus the Ravens. But I think he will be the Super Bowl MVP um, and he will win. And they somehow upend, uh, you know, Thanos as you uh, deemed uh, Patrick Mahomes there. So the Niners get kind of revenge later on and maybe the start of this Niners dynasty. Hey, if Calvin Johnson can self name himself, the bad guy of the transformers Megatron, then it's not a bad, it's not, I'm not putting any stink on you Mahomes by calling you the bad guy of the Avengers. And now a quick break. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, thanks to the vexing lack of football games to talk about, let's hey, give real out quick, a... quick, real oh. quick, Shaq. Sorry, before before you move on from football, because, because Spaghetti mentioned... Purdy's very impressive yards per attempt. And that that's that's probably my favorite stat, yards per attempt. You know, when you drop back to pass, how many yards does your team average per play? Okay. Minimum attempts, notwithstanding. So, so you know, you don't need the minimum to qualify. So forget that out. What quarterback had the most yards? Mason Rudolph. <laughs> right? 
Shacky. Shacky. Is that right? Yes, you're Not right. Surprise. When when you Nine mentioned po- sample size, who else would it be? 9.7 yards per pass. Oh, he we'll would have been you. the MVP if he played all year. We'll what see you in 2024, way? number two. But now let's get to it. A Shecky Award, the Sonic Award for the sports town whose fans suffered the most last year. We started this way back in odd eight when rookie of the year, Kevin Durant and the Sonics not only left Seattle, but they left it for Oklahoma. Hurtful stuff. The rest of Seattle suffered in odd eight and there started our award in 2023. The award that no sports town wants to get. Your nominees are Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers missed the playoffs at the start of 23. They underachieved most of this season. Kenny Pickett keeps getting hurt. The Pens missed the playoffs. The Pirates were the Pirates once again. Pitt football was awful. Your next nominee, Boston. The historically great regular season Bruins lost in the first round to a team from Florida. The title star of Celts got Jimmy Butlered. The Red Sox were bad. The Patriots were worse. So bad that Belichick is now gone. Your next nominee, New York City. Yankees and Mets, P and U. Rags lost to the Devs in the playoffs. Knickerbockers, they got Jimmy Butler too. The Giants stunk and the conspiracies about an old man delivering a Lombardi to the Jets never got off the ground. Is it a coincidence that the three nominees are our three towns? Yes, it is, as a matter of fact. Boy, are we a pathetic lot. But the 2023 Sonic Award goes to Oakland, California. Oh, my goodness. What a what a stretch they've had. The athletics are gone, and they're gone to Vegas. And if you've heard from Las Vegas people, they couldn't care less. Oakland, California people are desperate to keep the athletics steeped in legend and icons. The Raiders, they're already over there in Vegas. Golden State, I know this happened a few years ago, but as they started to really get fancy, they moved to fancy San Francisco. The San Jose Sharks, 100 miles away, are the worst team in hockey. Cal and Stanford barely could latch on to a conference that would accept them. It's all sad stuff. I feel for you, East Bay. Losing games can be painful, but it doesn't compare to losing all your teams. Sorry and congratulations on the 2023 Sonic Award. Better days hopefully lay ahead for you. But I guess you're going to need some teams for that to happen to you. And that's it for this episode of the 15-minute pregame show. I hope your team wins this weekend. My team's already out, so no worries there. We'll talk to you after the title games in front of the Super Bowl. Until then, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>